Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. As long as I'm breathing. As long as I'm breathing, Lord, I worship you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here is my worship, Lord. All of my worship. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. To receive glory, honor, and power. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's bless him from way down on the inside. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is a refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Come on, let's just lift those hands right where we are and give him glory, give him praise this morning from your heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. As long as I'm breathing, Lord. Hallelujah. You deserve all glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. My soul delights in you this morning. You're the lover of my soul. You're the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I will always worship you. Always worship you. As long as I'm breathing. I will always worship you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put those hands together, open our mouths, and let's begin just to bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is a good God. He is great all by himself. We honor the Lord this morning. We praise the Lord just for who he is. Just before you be seated, look at someone and tell them something good about God. You tell him something out of your heart. I know God is a keeper. He kept me when I didn't have a mind to want to be kept. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's a healer. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. Oh, yes, he is. He's a heavy load lifter. My soul delights in him this morning. You may be seated in his presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My soul delights in the Lord this morning. We welcome you to the house of the Lord. To those of you who are online, to those of you who are online, we thank God for you today. Thank God for you joining in the service with us. Not only them, those of you online, but those of you who are here in the service, we bless God. This is a good day to have gotten up and come to the house of the Lord. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And you know, it taught me growing up that when he shows up, he doesn't come empty handed. He doesn't come empty handed. He always has blessings in his hand 
to satisfy the longing soul. So we bless the Lord this morning for his faithfulness. We bless the Lord just for today because what this is the day that the Lord has made. And what are we going to do? We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Hallelujah. We praise the Lord for his goodness. It's just good to be here today. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord. Are you going to minister? I feel the presence of the Lord this morning. Amen. God is good. Oh, you all, I feel the presence of God. I feel him. I feel him. Mm. Hallelujah. I bless the Lord. There's, you all know I've been away for a bit. I've been away, but it's been out for a bit. Haven't been out, but I've just been not coming to church for a bit. Let me say it that way. Amen. But the Lord has been talking to me about something. And this week, I, I, oh, y'all, there's some good things in the word of God. There's some good stuff in that Bible. I am serious. We need to pick it up regularly and listen to what it is and hear what the Lord has to say to us. I want to go on the word this morning quickly. Uh, let's go to John, the 17th chapter. And I want to start reading at the first verse. John, the 17th chapter. And we're going to start reading at the first verse. When you have it, say amen. Amen. I want you to take out some paper. If you're going to take notes this morning, take notes on your phone, take notes on your paper. Because I want to give you some scriptures this morning that will help us as we go back and study them we need to go back and study this is one of those lessons that we need to go back and study and let the holy spirit minister to you as you study it's good to see my sister back this morning she's been away for a few 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 weeks my sister evelyn amen it's i i'm that brought joy to my heart to see her this morning amen amen so let's let's are we there if you have the if you have john 17 say amen Amen. Let's read that together. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. And said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as, hath, as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished, this is Jesus talking to God. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. That right there alone is a powerful statement. We should all want this to be our testimony. I have finished the work, God, that you have given me to do. How many of us can say that? I don't think I want to say that yet. I want to finish it, but I don't want to finish it today. Because I'm going to be here a few more days if we understand. But Jesus is now, he, he's saying, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self 
with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I really want us to look at that passage closely this morning, especially that first verse. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, mm. well, I hear your father, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. I have read that scripture, I don't know how many times, until these last couple days, <clears throat> these last couple days, it, it looked, it's like it just came alive. This was a prayer that Jesus, he was either in route, and in studying it, we're not, and so many different scholars, they weren't sure if he was praying this in Gethsemane or if he prayed this in route to Gethsemane. But this is a prayer that Jesus prayed on the night that he was going to be arrested. Jesus knowing not only that he was going to die, but he knew how he was going to die. And he still stood in a posture that he had always taken, which said what? His posture was always to glorify the Father. Regardless of what Jesus did, regardless of how he, and I may walk some this morning, regardless of how he, God used, he, how, let, me, let me say this, regardless of how Jesus raised the dead, he always pointed back to who? Regardless of how Jesus fed the 5,000 with only two little fish and five loaves of bread, he always gave who glory? The Father. Regardless of how he walked on water and calmed the seas, he always gave the Father glory. He didn't seek any glory for himself, but now Jesus in John 17 and 1 is saying, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son. In other words, now, Father, glorify me. That would seem as though there is a switch now. But if we read the rest of that, he says, Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. So does this mean now that Jesus is saying as we pray, as I've given you adoration, Father, and as I've given you glory, Father, I now want you to give me glory? As Jesus has always proclaimed that there was a greater than him, he's always pointed, he always pointed people to the Father. But now is he saying, y'all look at me. Is that the heart now that this means? Let's see what it says. What does it mean to glorify God? To glorify God is to exalt his holiness, his faithfulness, his mercy, his grace, his love, his majesty, his sovereignty, his power, and his omniscience. This is what it means to glorify God. It means to exalt him. To exalt him. To lift him up. And this is what Jesus always did. He always put God first. Regardless if anybody came to, to 
You're good. You're good. Mm -mm, nobody good but the Father. He always spoke of the Father. Help me here, Holy Ghost. To glorify God means to acknowledge his greatness. To give him great, not just admiration, but to give him great admiration, to give him honor, to give him praise for his splendor, for his power, for his goodness, his awesomeness. He alone deserves the glory. He alone deserves to be praised. He alone deserves to be honored and he alone to be deserved to be worshiped. He is God. To glorify God, let me say, and, and I want you to hear this. To glorify God is also to mirror his image. Mm -hmm. When we look in the mirror, I look in the mirror, I don't see my husband. When I look in the mirror, I don't see you, I see me. If I move this way in the mirror, it's the opposite, but I'm moving. So to glorify God is to mirror his image, to do what he does. As we see him do, that's what we're supposed to do. The main thing that God has done that we are to mirror is what? Love. Love. And God loves generously. Somebody said unconditionally. And we are to do what? Mirror God. Which means what? We are supposed to do what? Love generously and unconditionally. Amen. Glorifying God is to recognize God for who he really is mm -hmm. and to respond appropriately. Mm -hmm. If a, let's say if we were in a court, a courtroom and the judge came in, we recognize that the judge comes in, but then what are we supposed to do? Respond appropriately. And what's the appropriate response when a judge walks in the room? Everybody rise. That's because we acknowledge who or she, who he or she is. We not so much the individual, but it's the office. Are we understanding? It's not the flesh. It's the office. But with God, <laughs> glorifying him is to recognize him for who he is, the individual and the office. And, but that's not all. But we are to respond appropriately. Praise the Lord. Mm. Y'all, I feel the presence of the Lord this morning. How had Jesus glorified God? Let's go to John, the fourth chapter, and the 34th verse. Write that script. Make sure you write these scriptures down and go back over them again as you study this week. Jesus said unto them, my meat or my food or the reason I'm getting up in the morning is to do the will of him that sent me and do what? And to finish his work. And to finish his work, Lula. I'm not here to do my work. 
I'm here, I live, I breathe to do the will of God who sent me here and to do what? Finish his work. You know, and I know I'm going to get ahead of myself right here, but I'm just going to say this, just a little sidebar. When I read this scripture, you know what other scripture came to mind? When Jesus was on the cross, and I know I'm ahead of myself, but he says, it is finished. Which means he's declaring the work that the Father sent him to do, he did it. He finished it. Everything that was committed into his hands, he finished it. How does Jesus, how had Jesus always glorified the Father? He always pointed people to God. It wasn't about him. He never made it about himself. He always pointed people to God. Jesus modeled glorifying God. Not, not only in his obedience, but he always did what the Father said to do. There was never a time when he went off willy-nilly and on his own. Or he just went off course or went off script. Remember he said this? He says, I only do those things I hear the Father say. Do, I see the Father do. And I only say those things I hear the Father say. He always modeled to us what it, the obedience to the Father. He also glorified God by coming and introducing the kingdom of God. He introduced the kingdom of God to a whole world who knew nothing about him. Who didn't even know there was such a thing as a kingdom. He came and showed us how to live as citizens of the kingdom of God. And he showed, and not only that, but he showed us how we could be a part and how we supposed to act as citizens of that kingdom. God help me here this morning. He taught the mercy and grace of the Father. And above everything else, he taught God's love. Yes, he did. And he mirrored God's love. Yes. It didn't matter to him, Kofi, that people would talk about him having eating and eating with wine, bibbers, and sinners. He came to set captives free. It didn't matter to him that they talked about him that when, 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 when the woman uh, washed his feet with her, with her tears and dried him with her hair and broke open the alabaster box that was so expensive. And even his disciples, oh, we could have sold this money and fed, it to, and, and, and fed the poor. It didn't matter to him because his purpose was to show the love of the father. None of this stuff mattered to him that the average one of us thinks it would matter to. And I say us, me included. Because he came with a different agenda. He glorified God by keeping his affections set on things above. I need y'all to follow with me here this morning. He did not get entangled with this world. It doesn't mean that he didn't have. He, he, he said this. He said foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the son of man have not place to lay his head. This means he never had any place to lay his head. This doesn't mean that. 
This time, he didn't always sleep outside. Let me say it that way. All right? But what I am saying is this. His purpose was to glorify he did not allow himself to get entangled mm -hmm. and worried about the things and cares of this world. Yes, he had friends. Yes, he had family. Mm -hmm. But then he got to the place when he had to say, who is my mother? He even told one person, man, said, well, I'm, I'm going, he said, come follow me. He, he told the man, he said, the, the man told Jesus, well, let me just go home and bury my daddy first. He said, let the dead bury the dead. But, and, and that's not, that was just for him. That's not always the case in every case. You understand? Sometimes what the Lord will do is give you a situation because he'll challenge where your heart is. All right. I don't want to teach that today. But anyway, let me go back here. And what I'm trying to say is he did not allow himself to get caught up with nothing but what his purpose was for coming. Mm -hmm. right. Praise the Lord. Let me go on. He glorified God by and through the power of the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. that was in him. He lived holy. He displayed holy character. He let his, he didn't do anything or tell us anything that he didn't do. Michelle, he said, told us, let our light shine. So men and women would see our good work. And what is that good work? Godly character. He, that people would see the good character. Mm -hmm. And do what? Glorify. Come and do what? Glorify, Glorify God. And mm, Go back to John 17 and 1. John 17 and 1 says this. These words, it says the same thing there. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son may also glorify you. Glorify you. Now it seems like his message and his 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 dissertation with the father is changing or has changed now god glorify me how is it now that god will glorify jesus so that jesus will glorify him now, I want us to just kind of uh, 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 go over here a little bit. In the Old Testament, different writers had pro and prophets had prophesied how Jesus would die. Isaiah, in Isaiah the 53rd chapter, starting at the second verse, said this. For he shall grow up. Before him as a tender plant mm -hmm. and as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Mm -hmm. 
Isaiah, that's Isaiah 53, and let's go to the third verse. It says this. He is despised and rejected of men. Now, I want you to see now. Let me, before I go on here. Remember when Jesus was 12 years old and he was in the temple? And he, 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 he got up and he opened the, they gave him the script. I, no, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was, that's not when he was 12. No, but he went to the temple. And he went in and they gave him the script to read. And he turned to Isaiah and he read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Remember he read that? Yes, yes. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Yes, yes. Remember that? Okay, so now, so we see then that he knew the book of Isaiah. He knew what Isaiah talked about. Not just that the spirit of the Lord was on, upon him. But in those days, they studied, the word, and they had to memorize the word. So he knew the book of Isaiah. So now this is the same Isaiah in that same book, in, in Isaiah 53, uh, that says, he is despised. And Jesus knew this was talking about him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He, wa he was despised and we esteemed him not. He was hated. He knew that was about him. Then the fourth verse says, surely he hath borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken. Smitten of God. And afflicted. Mm -hmm. All right. He came. He grew up knowing, learning that this was what was going to happen to him. Mm -hmm. All right. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. He knew the cross was the way he was going to die. So when he says, Father, glorify me, that I can glorify you. He knew the way, what he was going to suffer. He knew. My Lord, help me here. Hallelujah, Jesus. In John, the fifth chapter, in the 39th verse, talking to the Jews, he said that they should read the scriptures. In other words, he was telling them to read the Old Testament because they were talking in the New Testament. So it wasn't the New Testament they were reading. He was living the New Testament. So go back to the scriptures and read them because they testify of me. So they, it was already prophesied that he was come, that he would come. It was already prophesied that there was a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He already knew the route before he got here. Before he got here. That he was going to have to go by way of the cross. And I, I want to say this too. Everything 
God did, he did on schedule. In the, you know how, so many times you read in the Bible where it says, in the fullness of time. It's not just by chance that the Holy Ghost fell 40 days or 50 days. 50 days after Jesus. It's not by chance. Everything was done on God's schedule. A lot of times we want to jump ship because we get upset because God hasn't done this yet. And how many times have we tried to twist God's arm? And try to get him to speed up some things. But in the fullness of time, God does what he does. And we get so bent out of shape. And in the fullness of time, God does what he does. I know I'm guilty. So God, you know I already asked. You know, but if you don't do this, then this going in the fullness of time. And what he's telling us is sit down, be quiet, and learn lessons until I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Why is it that he sometime comes at 11.59? I don't know. Look like he just want to just play with us sometimes. But one thing is sure, he, in the fullness of time, he comes. Hallelujah. Jesus. In John, the 12th chapter. Jesus spoke about how he had even told them how he was going to die on the cross. Remember he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'm going to draw men unto me. So he knew the fact that he was going to go by way of the cross wasn't just a hap. Oh, is this how I'm going to? No, he came knowing that this is the way that he was going to go. He knew he was going to have to drink vinegar. He knew they were going to gamble for his clothes. He knew they were going to beat him beyond recognition. All of this he knew. He knew. And remember, we're saying in the fullness of time. Jesus, go back. If we look at John 17 and 1. Jesus is saying, Father, I finished the work. Mm -hmm. So then what's next? No, Jesus isn't saying what's next. I'm saying to us, what's next? The only thing left now is the cross. So that night was the night that he was arrested. And here Jesus is saying, I was come, Father, glorify me. There was no more time for him to raise the dead so people can pat him on the back. There was no more time for him to part the sea so he can get, no, so they can call his name. And let me just kind of say this. Those same people who called his name, Hosanna, King of Kings, the next week were saying what? Crucify him. So just because people called your name don't mean they're giving you glory. Don't you say that again? Maybe you need to say that again. Just because people call your name does not mean that they lifting you up. Don't even mean they like you. Those same folks laying palm branches down so Jesus could ride into Jerusalem on them one Sunday. Before the week was over, they saying crucify him. Crucify him. Amen. Praise the Lord. So Jesus, but he was aware. He was aware. This now was the night that he was going to die. Hallelujah, Jesus. When he say, Father, 
glorify me? What, and and I, was, I, was, I was meditating. I said, okay, what is he really saying? And what dropped in my spirit, what Jesus is saying is he's saying, Father, please use me to show the depth of your love to people. I want us to see that. Use me to show the depth of your love to people. I've done what you told me to do. Now use me to show how much you really love the world. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world. Now God use me to show the world just how much you love them. My God. During the time that Jesus lived, dying on the cross was one of the most horrific ways to die that they had. This was, the Romans were cruel. The Romans back then were cruel. It was the ultimate way of humiliating someone. Crucifixion, as the Romans did it, was a way and a means not only to punish the person who committed the crime, but it was also to convince others you better not do the same thing. And then what made it so bad sometimes, what they would do, they would hang you, nails in your hands, tie a rope around your waist and put you on the cross and nails in the feet, stab you in the side, whatever. But then after you died, they would leave you up there, hanging on the cross, so others would see if you commit the same crime, you're going to get the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now just imagine Jesus. Father, use me to, to show the depth of your love for people. Right. Father, glorify me. And this is what God did mm. to glorify him. He allowed him to go to a cross. Jesus, Jesus willingly submitted not that he could not have called thousands of angels but he chose to allow the father the depth of the father's love to be seen through him through what he what he endured how he was abused how he was go back to what 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 Isaiah said how he, he was smitten and he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He, Isaiah said he was smitten of God and afflicted. He was being wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. But you know, without the cross, we could not have come into the family of God. It was because God loved us 
all so much. He loved us all so much that he would allow his only son to endure what he endured so we could be a part of the family of God. Where would we be if it wasn't for God? God help us. If it wasn't for God. The cross glorified Jesus in that he was obedient to go to death on a cross of sins for sin, on a cross for sins he didn't even commit. He didn't do wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. But what he did, he willingly bore our sins. The Bible said he bore the sins of the whole world. Y'all know how many people in the world? You know how bad you felt when you sinned? Since you've been saved. Think about it. Wait a minute now. Let me go there a minute. How many of us have not sinned since we've been saved? Right there. Let's go there first. All right. So you know how condemned Satan made you feel? Anybody ever felt condemnation? It wasn't from God. God does not condemn. He convicts. But imagine the condemnation we have felt. Some of it was self-inflicted condemnation. Because we knew we had done something against God. But imagine how bad you felt. But then imagine the sin of the whole world upon one man. And this is how God was glorifying him. By allowing him. To be the vessel by which he could show us the awesomeness of his love for us. God help me. This was what you call ultimate love. Unconditional love. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus glorified the Father by submitting to Dying on a cross the most horrific way for people he didn't even know. As a matter of fact, he, was, he even died on the cross for the people who killed him. Now that's love. That's love. That's love right there. Hallelujah, Jesus. And then we have to look. Even though the cross was a place of utter humiliation to the world, God sees the cross as a place of ultimate glorification. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. Ultimate glorification. Because it was by way of the cross that we now, every single person in the world can have access mm -hmm. to the Father. Remember when Jesus died in the temple, the veil was rent from top to bottom. Why is that? So every one of us can come into God. Each and every one of us has access to the Father. Isaiah 53 and 10 says this, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. 
When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, it pleased God. Made God happy. It made God happy that Jesus did that. That is ultimate love. But this was his son. It, this was his son. His only son at the time. What matter of love is this that the Father has bestowed upon us? My God, I'm, it pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper at his hand. God's heart is happy now because of what Jesus did. Hallelujah, Jesus. Through Christ, God was getting what he wanted. The intent. The whole time. My Lord Jesus. Dale, we can come boldly now to the throne of grace. Remember, and I, I know I've said this before, but remember I, those of you who are seasoned. We, back in the 60s, when President John Kennedy was president, there was a picture. John, he was in, in, the off, in the Oval Office with uh, President Kennedy was in the Oval Office with some, I think some of the generals or whomever. They were talking big stuff, secret stuff. But John Kennedy had a little son. He was about four or five years old. Four, about four, I think, years old. His name, they called him John John, or they called him John Jr. He wanted to talk to his daddy. They in there talking world stuff. He opened the door and went in to talk to his daddy. Secret Service didn't stop him. His daddy didn't stop him. But he came in because he wanted an audience with his father. And that's the same way it is with us. Because of what Jesus did, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. It doesn't matter what it is. I, I, that song always comes up in my spirit. Always comes up in my spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. I come to the garden alone. While the dew is on the roses. The voice I hear falling on my ear. The son of God is calling. And he says what? He walks with me. And he talks with me. And he does what? He tells me. I am his own. And what? And what? The joy we share. Come on now. As what? As we tarry there. Those of you online, as we do what? Tarry there. None other has ever known. This is what we forfeit when we don't take advantage of who, of what God has done for us. Not that we don't know him. Not that, we don't, not that we don't know him as Savior, but have we purpose to, regardless of what we go through, to live our lives to please the Father? God help me. Our motive in life should be no different tomorrow than Jesus had.
our motive in life shouldn't be any different. Our motive should be to always please the Father. Is that our motive? Or do we even consider it? And I'm not speaking, I'm not saying this to condemn. I'm hoping this inspires us to take advantage of what we have. Y'all, let me tell you, life, lives. Sometimes life come hard. Everything is not always, <laughs> no, 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 no. Life comes at all of us. Some of, sometimes it comes at our own making. Sometimes it comes because of decisions we shouldn't have made when God tried to tell us not to do it, we did anyway. We thought we could take care of this and he'll fix it. And you know, and we think, if it don't work, I know God will fix it for me. Have we ever? Huh? Mm -hmm. Don't raise your hand. I'll raise mine. Because I know if it don't work, I know God will take care of it. No. That was not the way Jesus lived to glorify God. Our motive should always be to please the Father. Let's, let's, let's look here. 1 Corinthians 18, 1 and 18, I'm sorry. It says this, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish its foolishness. Bless you. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. We've got to see the cross not just as, wow, something we sing about. But it was really the ultimate showing of God's love for us. Then verse 23 says, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, but unto the Greeks foolishness and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them or unto us which are called both Greeks and Jews, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Look how wise and look at what God did so that we can be called his children. God help us. I need to say this again. We should in life have no motive different. Our motive should never be any different than the one that Jesus had. And what was his motive? I always do those things that do what? Please the Father. Although he's do those things that glorify God. And this is what the Father is asking from us. Every one of us. He wants us to surrender the reins of our life to him. Not surrender them and take them back. I really want to walk some here. Not to surrender and take them back. Bishop, come, come, come. Here. Not to give it to me. Give it to me. And then grab it quick. Uh -uh. No, that's not how this thing's supposed to go. Mm -mm. I'm good. Not to... This is too heavy for me. Oh, God, would you take this burden from me? 
but I got to fix it myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. We have the same power on the inside of yeah. us that Jesus had in him. Mm -hmm. Same Holy Ghost. Yes, we do. Not no two Holy Ghosts. The Holy Ghost in me isn't weak when the burden gets heavy. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit in me is not weak when I can't see my way. Mm -hmm. God works on a timetable. And his time is always on time. Mm -hmm. That don't make sense, does it? But it makes sense. But it makes sense. What we do, the thing is this, and this is where the challenge for us is, can we glorify God when life comes at us? Mm -hmm. Do we still trust mm -hmm. that we have access to God? Same access to God we have when everything. Same access. Mm -hmm. Let's say he's God. Come here. Thank you, baby. God just wants to stand next to him. Let's say we have access to him mm -hmm. when everything is going good. And ooh, Lord, I love you. <laughs> ooh, wee, wee, me and Jesus. But when life happens. When it's time for the world to see the love of God through us. When people know stuff is going on in our lives. Can we still? <laughs> Do we still spend time in prayer? Do we still spend time in worship? Mm -hmm. So when we come out of the presence of the Lord, and I'm over here, God is still with me, though, you know. God is still with me. Come here, Kofi. God is still with me. But let's say now I'm over here, and I have to go over here in their presence. I got to go over here now. God is still with me. But is it now all of a sudden... Is now I put him on the back burner. And now, don't misunderstand me now. Please don't misunderstand me. I cry. Load's heavy. I cry. The word tells me my tears are caught in the vial in heaven, so nothing wrong with crying. I ain't talking about don't cry. Cry. Make feel better. It's like pushing, putting a, putting a, putting a, you know how on the pressure cooker? Especially the new, not the old ones. Not the one that chased us around the room when it blew up. Not that one. It's the ones that you can push, take some of the pressure off. You know, you, you push the little vial over and it takes some of the pressure off. That kind. Tears will take some pressure off. Because there's nothing wrong crawling up in the Lord's arm and laying your head on his breast and just crying. He understands that. But the secret is we're going to him. Mm -hmm. But then when I come out here to him, and I'm dealing with the world. Am I still putting him over here on front? Is he the one still in the front? Or is it that I'm snapping? He, ask me how I'm doing. Ask me how I'm doing. I'm fine. <laughs> what then is the testimony of Christ is that for us? Are we understanding? 
Have I been given? Yes. But the Lord, God, help me to honor you all of the time. Help me. Help me that I may glorify, glorify me so that I can glorify you. Glorify me. So if, I, if the trials are heavy, help me. Strengthen me with might in the inner man. Thank you. Strengthen me with might in the inner man so that I can glorify you. This is what he wants us to do. Let me tell you all something. That last month that I was away, rough. I had to shake myself. I had some things I had to repent of because I did not always keep it. No, no, I wasn't dealing with nobody. This is just me and God and Bishop in the room. Every now and then, he'd come in the room check on me. Let me stop. No, no, no. Seriously. It was just us in the house. People weren't coming out in and out. I'm not on the phone a lot. Couldn't talk a lot. Did I? But what in my heart, where did I go? That's what I had to judge. Did I always see, God, you going to bring me through this? And if, and I knew the work wasn't finished. So I know, but in my heart. So I had to say, okay, God, I'm sorry. Because I have not always glorified you in the midst of this. God, help me. Help me. I'm not going to stand here and tell you we get it right all the time. I'm not, I'm, we ain't that kind of preacher. But one thing we do learn, and some things I do learn this, how to share with you, the way to fix it when you, when you, is by what I suffer. Are we understanding? You are, we can always glorify God. Thanks, babe. We can always glory, <laughs> glorify God. Mm. Let me say this and I'm going to close. Some people feel that God was not fair or God is a bloody God. Why would he want to do that to his son? And I've heard that if God loved him so much, why would he want to do that to Jesus? Jesus said, Father, glorify me so that I can glorify you. Jesus was rewarded for what he went through. He was rewarded. He's now, now, seated at the right hand of God. He's everything that the Lord, that the Father promised him, if it hasn't come to pass yet, it's going to come to pass. We, the church, are the bride of Christ. We getting ready, supposed to be getting ready for the wedding. We're supposed to be getting ready for the wedding. The Father told him that now every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that you are king of kings and that you are Lord of lords. He said, sit down for a while. Sit down. And this is what he's done. He's gone to heaven, seated at the right hand of majesty as a reward for what he did. 
But we too will receive rewards if we glorify God. Doesn't mean God's going to make us rich. I'm not going to tell you that. Mm -mm, not telling you that. But what he will do, he will bless us with something called peace in this life. There is a peace from walking and obeying God that's like none other. That y'all, I can tell you, there is a peace like none other from obeying God. If we, and, and, and let me just give you a check for in your own walk. If we're, if our peace is shaken, just check to see if our attention, I'm talking about a deep set of peace. I'm not talking about life because life, life comes and life is going to make us cry. It's real. But if our deep settled peace is not what it needs to be, check to see where in. Lord, am I not glorifying you in some area of my life? Because God has promised to give us peace. In everything we go through, church, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. His word has told us he will lead us and guide us. He'll comfort us. He will comfort us. He comforts us in the middle of life. I dare say with all of us, every one of us, little and big, life is happening. Stuff is happening that's making us cry. But in the midst of what we're going through, if we use the tools that God has given us, let's bless the Lord at all times. Let his praises continue, continuously be in our mouth. He said he was going to never leave us alone. Name a time when Jesus left us. Jesus asked the Father, why you leave me? Father, why, why have you forsaken me? But name a time that he ever left us. Never. Never. We may have felt like he wasn't there. There have been times I haven't been able to seem like I wasn't able to walk a step. But those not walk, not walk, not be able to walk another step spiritually. But he carried me. He carried me. And how did I get, some things I got out of and, and the situation was over and I didn't even realize it was over. He carried me. And this is what he has for us. This is what he has for us. We have the Prince of Peace living on the inside. Let God glorify himself through us our lives be such should be such that we should glorify God we're living to glorify God mm. he's offered us in this world to be able to experience as much of him as we want as we want to 
let me just say this. Let me let me use Sharnette and, and Gary. Lovely people. Lovely people. But let's say I'm trying to see which one of y'all I want to choose. So just take it as just take it as as it's not real. But let's say Gary, he prays. He studies the word. He's faithful to the work of the Lord. He does that. That's Gary. But let's say sharing that. Let's say Gary gets up maybe six o'clock in the morning and prays. And but when he gets up, Sharonette is already up. She's been up since five o'clock praying and spending time in the word. And she spends maybe two hours in the word and in prayer. And Gary spends one. Which of them, neither one of them is, that's not sin either way or the other. But which of them do you think will experience more of God? The one who spends the most time with him. Which of you, let me say it this way. Ed, my husband has, had three brothers. I know his, I know his one brother deceased, but I know his other two brothers, know him well. But I don't know them as well as I know my husband. Because I spend time with him. There is as much God available for every one of us to know. For those of you online, it's as much God available for all of God's people to know. But we have to spend time with him. Our family, our family, our roots are in Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, in a place called Midlands, Georgia. And our, my immediate family, we're the only members of our family who live in Michigan. And I wondered, me, me, those who know me, know me, Mama, how we get to Michigan? Why nobody else up here? Because my father, parents had like, there were seven of them. Nobody else in Michigan but us. How did we get to Michigan? So my curious self, I asked, because I wanted to know. Nobody else asked, so nobody else knew. Some of his sisters didn't even know. And she told me how. And, but that was because I spent time asking. I spent time talking. My father, on the day that he died, he had this recipe for spaghetti sauce. On the day that he died, he, I asked him, I didn't know he was gonna die that day. What's your secret, what's the secret of your spaghetti sauce? Can't tell nobody, I ain't gonna tell nobody that. So he told me, I can't tell you Sharon that, because I told him I wasn't. He died that night. But how is it that he told me that? Because I spent time talking to him. You understand? Now others know some things I don't know. Because there, and even with God, there are things he'll tell you, Dale, that he won't tell me. He'll tell Michelle, he'll tell you things that he won't tell Bishop. Because we're all his children. We're his children. 
but we get to know him as much time as we spend with him and the more we get the more time we spend with him the more we will be our motives for this world will change our desires will be towards him brother glenn our desires will be toward the things of God and we when life comes they won't the blows won't shake us life coming I'm telling you it won't shake us and won't knock us it's hard because we're spending time like Jesus did with the father Jesus spent time with him we learn we grow because we spend In everything we do, everything I do, I want it to be so that my motive pleases the Father. It can't be that I that we want people to call our name if nobody ever calls my name. God, let my motive be that what I do brings you glory. And we got to check that. We have to check that. What I do, if nobody ever said, I mean, and I bless the Lord for your family. They keep the church clean. They really do. They come in here, they're here before nine, making sure the church is tidy and clean before we get here. But if we never, ever, ever call their name, we should. But let's say we don't. Is it enough for us to say, I'm doing this as unto the Lord? If you all never, ever, ever stop and say, boy, pastors, we appreciate you. If you don't give us a Christmas card or a birthday card, and I'm not I'm not saying this fishing for cards. Now that's not where I am now. That's not it. I'm just saying it should be enough for us not to be moved and still know what we're doing is unto the Lord. One day we'll rule and reign with him. Let me tell you, God pays real good. In this life and in the next. He pays real good. Real good. I'd rather work for him. I'd rather work for him. So when it's time for me to close my eyes, never to open them on this side again, I can say, God, I finished the work that you've committed to my hands to do. I want to be faithful to the work of the Lord. Life is gone. Life, life is life with me, y'all. Life has really been something. But I wanted to say well done. I wanted to say well done, Carrie. I do. I'm going to encourage us today. I'm going to encourage you today. Let's seek the Lord while he can be found. Let's spend time in his presence. Let's spend time in his presence. He's calling for us to come talk to him. He's calling for every one of us to come talk to him. He's calling for us. And just imagine the God who speaks, and when he speaks, everything starts happening. Bugs and animals start scurrying all over the place just because God said, let there be. Stuff happened. But he wants to talk to you.
just think, just think. And we, and we say we don't have time. But he's God of all flesh. He's God of all flesh. And he wants to converse with us. He, there are secrets he want to trust with you that he won't tell me. There are things he'll tell you that he won't tell me. There are things he'll tell me he won't tell you. But he wants us to have a conversation with him. Let's live our lives to bring God glory. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise your name today, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here is my worship. Here is my worship. I bless the Lord for praise and worship today. Here is my worship. I don't, I'm, until my last breath, I want to bring God glory. Can we have that song, please? Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I want my life to bring you glory. I want my life to bring you glory. I want what I do. I want what I say. I want what I think. I want how I feel to bring you glory. If that's your testimony, come on, let's just lift those hands. Hallelujah, come on, let's lift those hands. what you're saying. Receive my worship. All of my worship. Here is my worship. All of my worship. Receive my worship. All of my worship. And worship is even the life that we live. You Lord, you are worthy. No one can worship you for me. Come on, can we tell him? Tell him from your heart. All the things you've done for me. Let him hear you. 
is my worship. That's your heart's desire. Come on, tell him. Let me hear you. Worship you. As long as I'm breathing. As long as I am breathing. I will always worship Thank you, Lord. You left us here for purpose. We're breathing long as I am breathing. I will always worship you. It doesn't matter, God, it's all about you. Tell him. Worship, Lord. Come on, tell him something out of your heart. Lord, you're worthy. I love you so much. Thank you because you have brought us to this kingdom for this time. And Lord, we give ourselves to you afresh. Lord, when we fall in short, we repent today, Lord. We say we're sorry. And we pray, God, that you would strengthen us with might in the inner man. That those here today, God, who need a fresh touch from you, stir each one of us up again in you, Lord. Stir us up to know you. Stir us up to seek after you. Help us to, to, to yield to your gentle calling. God, because we want to know you. You've offered us the riches of your kingdom. We've all, you've offered us your heart. So let us open up our hearts to accept who you are even the more. God, and we thank you for it. Thank you because you called us to the kingdom for this time, to work in this end time vineyard. And God, we won't drop the ball, but 
we will work until we can say like Jesus said that we finish what it is that you laid to our hands to do we give you glory today Lord we give you honor today and we're giving you praise stir up your people the more God stir us up even the more God that souls would be our we would see souls as our reward in this life help us to be soul winners help us to let our light shine that men and women boys and girls will know you and we believe you for it. let us live a life that brings you glory in the name of jesus christ i pray thank god amen 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 come on put those hands together and tell the lord thank you we know that you were blessed by today's message we have to not only be listeners of the word of god but also doers to find out what your next steps may be simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find god